Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we're going to be talking about how to keep your cool. Now, here in Southern California, it's been very, very hot. And I think it's been hot across many places in the world because of this climate crisis. So uh, we're here this week talking about keeping cool, air conditioning tips, you know, what kind of fans you can use, what you can do to lower your body temperature, stay away from... I'm totally kidding. We're not talking about that kind of keeping your cool. But, but the climate crisis is real and everyone needs to be mindful of that fact and do things to help reduce uh, our footprint on this planet because uh, we're kind of killing it. I don't know if you guys have seen the floods or the wildfires um, or the other millions of different things happening uh, across the world right now. So yeah, be mindful of that. Help if you can, contribute, use less water, you know, use less gas, don't drive so much, do your part. Anyway, now getting back to our regularly scheduled episode, keeping your cool. Matt, how do you keep your cool? Should I throw away all the notes I have about setting your thermostat to 78 and buying a smart thermostat and all that stuff? Should I just toss those aside? No, no, no. Keep those. We'll talk about it on our other podcast um, uh, called uh, These Summer Days with uh, the, the Beachy Boys. We'll call it Too Cool for School because we because we graduated years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we said school together. That's what's up. We're on the same wavelength at all times, bro. We finish each other's sentences. Sandwiches. God right. damn it. No. A sandwiches is a line from Frozen. Yes, yes, I know where it's from, but I don't want to quote Frozen because then people might think that I actually like the movie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not gonna kidding. let I, that I go. I do like the jokes. I, I do like the movie. Yeah, it was a it was a good movie. Um, I mean, uh, I saw anyway. Frozen on Ice at Disneyland, bro. It's it's chilling. That's pretty um, cool. That's uh, one way no, to keep so, cool. <laughs> true. No, the the keeping cool we're talking about, guys, is you know you're at a bar. Someone comes up, spills your drink, and then you know you start getting all mad. Right? How do you keep your cool in that instance? Or, or, I got another one. You're walking somewhere. You accidentally bump into someone. They turn around. They're this big dude with uh, a leather jacket on. They're this motorcycle guy in a motorcycle gang. They're humongous. And they're like, what did you just do? How do you keep your cool in that instance? So that's what we're going to be talking about. All right. In both situations, I would uh, go for a single leg and I would take them down. As soon as they're on the floor, most people panic. I would take their back and then initiate a rear naked choke and choke them out immediately. So yeah, uh, Matt says this, yet he's never been able to rear naked choke me after all these years of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So. I just naked choke you. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, bro, Matt, running at me naked doesn't count as naked choking me. Well, you we de-escalated. You ran away. There was no fight. Um, True. But... Yeah, you know, in those situations, um, they can be very anxiety-inducing because you think you're about to lead to a fight, right? Or if somebody starts to kind of rile you up, how do you keep your cool? 
And it's or, something that... Sorry, you know, you think it might lead to a fight or you're scared because you think you might get beat up or like some other consequence of that, right? I don't, I don't think the... I don't think everyone's mind automatically goes to, hey, I might fight. You know, sometimes it might be, hey, I might not be able to get away or, hey, you know, uh, someone I'm with might get hurt or whatever it is. Right. I I think there's a lot of different reasons why you might feel anxious in that instance. Yeah. And it depends on the type of anxiety you have and what what do you think about when you enter like a venue like that? Okay, so. You know, if you go in and you're prepared, like if your anxiety forces you to kind of be more prepared, you're kind of like a prepper in that regard. Well, then you're probably not going to like bump into the big guy because you already know the big guy's there because you scoped out the place when you walked in. Right. Or you already maybe know where like the exits are or something because you're like, okay, if something goes down, I know I can go over here and get help or, or exit the building type of stuff. Right. But in those situations, it's very easy to lose your cool because with anxiety, when you're Uh, adrenaline jacks up you will tunnel vision and when you're tunnel visioning if you don't have the understanding of like okay just calm down relax like if that's not what's going through your thought process and instead you're just thinking this big guy's gonna fight me this big guy's gonna fight me what some people will do is they go prison rules hit him first (laughs) right and then they will swing because they just think the other person's gonna swing when in reality with fighting it's really easy to see when somebody's gonna swing because you can see the way they turn their hips and their shoulders and depending on how they're actually trained, how they're going to throw a punch. And that's why a lot of times you see these videos of somebody like telegraphing a punch and somebody just knocks them out and you're like, holy shit, that guy's amazing. You're like, yeah, it, it, it is hard to do that. But if he was like a professional fighter, that would be over in a second. Like this is, you know, um, not too much of a tangent there. But the, the point is it's very hard or it can be very hard to kind of realize that there's the bigger picture going on and keeping your cool doesn't just apply to you know being in a bar which you may not be doing right now it also applies to things like a coworker getting upset with you uh, a spouse or a friend or relationship getting upset with you um, anything like that where you start to kind of lead into more of like an emotional action versus a rational action yeah that that's a very good point and 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 a very good um example of someone not keeping their cool is uh when i was in college um we were drinking and uh a certain friend of ours uh got a to they were arguing one of them basically hit the other and i uh, did not keep my cool in that instance and got very pissed off and i started chasing this guy around the house and uh started uh i mean to be fair i was obviously under the influence of alcohol as well um but i just went like full-on rage mode like like matt said i had that tunnel vision and nothing really mattered except me finding this guy and like beating him up and I'm, i'm usually not a very violent guy guys i'm i promise i'm i'm very calm so uh yeah that was me not keeping my cool i went around rooms checked on their beds inside closets um yeah i i always like i'm glad that you mentioned that i didn't want to mention the under i the bed figured you thing. wouldn't <laughs> uh because uh at this situation i was president of our fraternity and a shot was a, a new member and you know what happened was we can explain kind of what happened slightly to get more context, which is why it created such an emotionally charged event for you, right? And how you lost your cool to help understand the other side of it. So somebody got punched in the face. 
And essentially what happened was you were like, I'm going to defend his honor. I'm going to fight this guy, right? How dare you do this, right? So you immediately saw red. You, you, your gentleman was dragged to the, dragged to the roof and you had tunnel vision. And the funny thing was when you were like, oh, because I had to follow him around to make sure he wasn't going to hurt anybody because I thought he was going to, you know, beat up somebody. And uh, a shot was like checking in the closets under the bed, like every single thing. And I was like, dude, he's a grown man. He's not going to hide in a closet from you. <laughs> and and I just always love that bit where I was like, yeah, like uh, he's not going to why he just left the party, you know, but it was hard to calm you down. Hey, you know why he anybody... left? Because he was scared, Matt. All right. I've been thinking I, about I, it all. I've been be. thinking about it all these years. And, he should be. And... <laughs> I tiptoe all around you. The only reason I don't I don't make more jokes about you is because we're not uh, in person right now. If we were in person, I'd be like, "Yes, yeah, the shot's the greatest, and he has all the advice. Don't talk to me. I'm scared. Blink, blink twice if you're in an abusive relationship with the shot. I'm blinking. You can't see it at home, but I'm blinking. Please, please. Yeah, that's not funny, Matt. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell if you were trying to make a joke or if you were actually setting a boundary, in which case I respect both of them. I mean, if you feel like you're getting abused, I think that's something that we should talk about. Right. I I should say that it wasn't a real abusive relationship, and I don't mean to diminish other people that are in abusive relationships. And he's not thing. saying this because I'm forcing him to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, so, um, yeah, so that's, that, that's, uh, that's an example of uh, <laughs> how losing your cool. So um, how could you have kept back. your cool in that situation? Let's let's I mean, combine this with a step therapy back. Thursday. That's, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I could have st- taken a step back from the situation, figured out what happened, um, asked some questions, um, and then ran after him to big disaster. <laughs> <laughs> right. You you, you want to gather information as where he's going, and then you want to know where his location yeah, is, right? You yeah, don't want exactly. to do too much searching. Um, you could have also seen it from their side, right? Just, I mean, I, I know you were actually, like, involved in the situation. I wasn't there. So me coming in is just like, oh, my God, a shot's going to beat somebody up, and now I have to go control him. And this is before we were really good friends, and I was just like, dude, this guy's going to kill somebody tonight. Like, what what is going on here? I was like, I've never seen anybody this angry. And I was like... Somebody got hit in the face? Like, that happens all the time. Like, I don't know. Like That's funny. What do no, you mean? That was a good time. But if you had taken a step back and gathered information and, and maybe just understood the situation, um, whatever, right? If you just try to empathize with the other person. In this situation, it's very different because somebody physically hit somebody. It's like an assault, which is a thing that it makes very emotional. But if we relate it back to uh, an example, more people are probably aware of, of maybe like a coworker getting upset with you or a customer getting upset with you. Um, sometimes it does help to empathize with their situation and just understand, okay, if I was in their situation and they called in three or four times and they weren't getting the help that they need, I could understand why they'd be a little bit frustrated. So you could just say like, okay, I understand you're frustrated. Um, what can we do to, to solve the problem at hand? Right. I, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, obviously there have been many other times things have happened that, uh, you know, I have kept my cool. <laughs> uh, but something like that, for example, you know, uh, like at work, if someone calls and says, hey, like, and, you know, they're, they're mad and it happens every now and then when something isn't working how it's supposed to. And, you know, you've tried it a couple different times and it's it's just not doing what it's supposed to and people get mad. I remember this one time I was I was in college though and uh, I was working at our law school. I was doing a um I was a 
student services support technician. Uh, That's a mouthful. We, right? Um, it's a triple ST. Anyway, uh, what we did is we helped professors and law students with their IT issues. And so I got a call once, and I'll always remember this. I got a call once from this professor, a law professor, and he was, you know, very obviously very heated and mad and just like, you know, his computer's not working, this happening, this happened before, whatever, just going off and off, like, I need to do these, I need to do that, like, whatever. So, you know, I had to take a second. I was like, all right, like, you know, can you please explain what's going on? And then they were still mad. So I was like, all right, look, let me just come up and take a look. Uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that I can help you in the best way possible so you don't, like, continue being mad, right? So I kept my cool. I, you know, I walked up there. I was very courteous uh, about it all. And, you know, I was like, all right, like, what's going on? They're like, well, the computer won't turn on. So I, I go and I take a look and, you know, the computer itself, the light is on. I'm like, all right, that, that seems fine. I look at his monitors and his uh, monitors were off. So <laughs> I turned his monitor on and started working. I could have very easily gotten very pissed off about it, right? And lost my cool and gone like, uh, you know, your monitor's off. Why don't you check, uh, you know, your monitors, you old man or whatever. Um, but no, you know, <laughs> I had to keep my cool. Obviously, you know, when you work in a position like that, you get people that are very heated because uh, something's not working. That's why they're calling you. So just took a couple minutes, you know, I turned it on. They asked what happened. I was like, oh, maybe the wire got loose or something. The monitor was off. I obviously didn't want to lay the blame on them. And I was like, hey, next time if it happens, you know, please just make sure you check the wire and the button to make sure that it's on. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, thank you. And like that helped de-escalate the situation because he didn't feel like it was his fault. You know, it was an easy fix for me. Um, and, you know, I... I was very positive with him while I was speaking to him. Um, yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, it's a good example, right? So if, if you've ever lost your cool before and you know what that's like, you also know that usually what ends up is a day later, a few days later, you have to apologize to somebody. Right. Hey, I'm really sorry for yelling at you. I didn't mean to get that heated. It just in the moment, this, this, and this was going on. So when somebody's losing their cool to you, if you can do exactly what a shot did, where you stay positive, right? Hey, just, it was this thing. No worries. You know, just, you know, these monitors are sometimes tricky. Just remember that the, if they're on, sometimes the light doesn't turn on or whatever, right? Okay, cool. Cause they already feel like an idiot when you walk in there and you turn them, you press the on button and it works, right? They go, oh fuck, I'm stupid. And instead of you taking an opportunity to be like, ha ha, you idiot, and rub it in their face, you just did what you're supposed to do, right? You maintained a professional attitude, and you just kind of said, okay, cool. Now you're the guy that fixed the problem, right? And ultimately, that's the thing where when you're upset, there are times where you're valid to be upset, right? Normally, if that happens, I just say that frustration to whoever I'm on the phone with. Like, I called in a bunch about uh, my insurance one time. And this is probably the fifth or sixth time I had called them. And I was just like, look, here's what's going on. I called in. The rep said that my claim was good. I checked it. It wasn't good. 
called in again, same thing. This happened a few times. And I just said, I, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm just a little bit frustrated because I just need a resolution, right? I just need to know if you can help me or not. Because basically what happened was they had kept saying for um, some of my therapist appointments, like, oh, it's covered. Don't worry about it. You, you don't have to pay out of pocket. Great. So I go and then all of a sudden they send me a bill in the mail and I'm like, you said it was covered. Right. And then again, it went back to them. Hey, what do I need to change? Oh, you just need to change this one setting and you're good. Okay. And over and over again. But every single time what I did to, to ground myself in that call was to say, if I'm upset and somebody called me upset, I'm not going to want to help them. So instead I'm going to stay positive. I can say, Hey, this is, you know, obviously they know how many times I've called in and the last time I called in and who I spoke to. Right. But just like, Hey, I'm just getting frustrated. Can you help me out? If you're the person that can help me out today, I would love that. And when they do help me out, I always make sure to say, look, if you guys offer any type of like after survey um, thing for your calls, let me know. I will fill it out. I will give you five stars because you've been a big help today. Now, of course, if they're not a big help, I don't lie to them and like bait them into some bullshit. But I think that in a lot of those industries, it's easy to lose your cool because when you're just talking to somebody over the phone and you're frustrated and they're supposed to help you and they're not listening and they're not getting to the root of your problem. Sometimes you need to take a step back and realize you're kind of in that tunnel vision and you're not also helping the situation. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, you know, I've had a very similar experience recently with that. And it's, you know, I always get like heated up, but then right before I call, and I'll, I'll talk about what I mean, but right before I call, I try to like calm myself because of what you said, right? Like, it's not the person I'm talking to that's causing me these problems. So me being rude to them or being heated with them isn't going to help solve my problems. Whereas if you're courteous to them and you speak to them, and especially as someone who's worked in like a similar role as like a like customer service role, and I know like, you know, I've experienced very heated people and I've also experienced very courteous people. I was always more willing to help the courteous people because obviously they... You know, we're easygoing. They were um, easier to work with, easier to talk to. Like, it was a more enjoyable experience. So, I, I ordered blinds for our new house. Um, this would have been in April, right? And the blinds took about a month. So, in May, they got installed. One of the blinds for one of my rooms was too short. And, like, the blind itself was, wasn't long enough. And for two of the other blinds, the cords that they put on there were the wrong size. So they were too long. So the cords were hanging too far down from the window, wasn't able to put them on. And then the, the blind itself was just too short. So, you know, the sun and light was getting through it. So, all right, it's fine. Whatever mistakes happen. So, you know, they, they realized that. I told them, they're like, all right, we'll... You know, we'll go and get it fixed and we'll put in a new order with the right sizes. They remeasured and we'll come back and install it, you know, as soon as we can. All fine, all good. No, no problems there. So, and, and again, I mean, of course, in some situations, someone might have gotten pissed off at the fact that it was wrong, right? But, you know, the guy's just here to install it. He He's not the one that made these blinds. He didn't take the measurements, like... Me getting mad at him isn't going to do anything. So, step back. You know, there's a manufacturer that did it. I'm not talking to them. Just, you know, be cool with whoever's here. So, I think a week or two passes by. I don't hear back. So, I give them a call. 
I'm like, hey, you know, just want to check in. You guys said that this would be happening. When is it going to happen? And I call my sales guy. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, I've been meaning to call you. You know, uh, we put in the order. We should get it next week. So we get installed maybe in like two weeks. All right, all good. Um, so I think about two weeks passes. I haven't gotten a call or anything from them. So I'm like, what the hell? So I call him again, nothing. He doesn't pick up. I call the company and I'm like, hey, you know, just want to check in. Where's my order? I was told it's supposed to be delivered this week. They're like, oh, we haven't received it yet from the manufacturer. Oh, no, sorry. They said, oh, we received it from a manufacturer, but it was the same exact size as before. I'm like, all right, well, you know, what's what's the plan here? What are we doing? I have guests coming, and I want to make sure that my blinds are fixed. Like, oh, well, the earliest we can do is in a month. I was like, uh, you know, that's the point where, like, I sort of start, like, losing my cool. Um, but I'm like, all right, let me, let me see what I can do. Right. So I asked her, I was like, Hey, like, you know, I've been waiting this long, whatever, whatever. Is there a manager or something I can talk to, to get this sooner? Anyway, they eventually get me in contact with their manager. He makes it a little bit shorter. It's still not in time, but whatever. At this point, I'm like, just get it done. So they come back two weeks later and they install the blinds, but the cord on the new blind they installed, which is now the right size, is too long. And they didn't put the cords for my other two blinds. So at this point, I'm very pissed off. And I'm about to call them, but I'm like, all right, like, let me give it a minute. Let me call them. Let me see what happened. So I call in again, talk to the manager, I'm like, or talk to my sales guy. I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? You know, you guys finally come out basically a month after you're supposed to. And things are still wrong. He's like, let me figure it out and call you back. Doesn't call me back. I'm getting more pissed off. So, and like, (laughs) right before I call them, I'm like, screw this. I'm going to call them. I'm telling them to come and pick up their blinds. I don't want their stuff anymore. Give me a full refund, whatever, whatever. Anyway, I call them. I talk to the guy. I know this is a very long story. I apologize for everyone listening. Uh, But I promise we're almost at the end, kind of. I call and talk to the office manager again, and I ask straight for him. I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you guys, you know, this has been multiple times. And he was a great guy. He apologized multiple times, you know, said it's not their fault. It's the manufacturer. But he's like, well, you are our client, so we're going to do what we can. He's like, I'm going to personally come out there to get these installed. So that's sort of where I am now. Uh, waiting for them to come out and install these <laughs> new uh, the strings for the blinds. Uh, but, you know, I think in any of those cases, during any of those calls, if I had lost my cool, they could have very well said, hey, we installed your blinds, you already paid your money, you know, deal with it. But just the fact that, like, I was able to take a step back, you know, talk to them in a more courteous way, um, you know, they, they were more willing to help me and try to make accommodations to, to take care of me. Now, with that said, if they come next time and they're still not able to fix it, I am totally telling them to give me a full refund, come and pick up their crap, uh, and I'm going to leave them a bad Yelp review and prob- probably a bad Google Maps review and any other kind of review I can think of. But that's, that's besides the point. 
I I mean, of of course, there's a um like level of diminishing returns with trying to work on a solution. If you keep trying and trying and you keep coming to the table, trying to find a way to get the problem solved and they keep screwing up and they keep delaying it and so on and so forth. It definitely I mean, it's completely understandable that you felt frustrated the entire time I was getting frustrated for you. <laughs> Thank and you. then when you end it, when you ended the story by saying, I still don't have the chords, I was like, what the fuck? What kind of <laughs> ending is that? Dude, what is this like an M. Night Shyamalan movie where like, I'm like, oh, cool. So like the blinds in the background are the blinds, right? And everything's good. No, they're not fucking fixed. So no, well, it's to be continued. Okay, it's okay. not the ending. It's I'm still p- waiting. Part, part uh, two. Yeah, they're supposed to come in in two weeks, so. <clears throat> Jesus. But, I mean, I had a similar situation where I ordered a, a new um, a new faucet because my faucet, uh, the handle broke. So, I haven't had hot water in this in this bathroom, right? Oh, wow. So, I'm like, whatever. I'll just use wash my hands with cold water. That's fine. If I need hot water, I'll go to a different room, whatever, right? Well, I can deal with this for a little bit. But I ordered it, like, I think I ordered it, like, middle of June, and it was supposed to come in like end of June, right? Cool, whatever. Like, you know, it's going to take you two weeks to ship it out to me and get it to me. Shipping date comes. They go, actually, it's been delayed three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, all right, well, I, I'm supposed to get it. I think I'm supposed to get it like second week of July. They send another email. It's been delayed until August 10th. And at this point, I'm like, I want to just respond. Like, okay, just refund it. I'll just, I'll just go pick up the part at Home Depot or something. Like, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, you've delayed me twice and this is stupid. But then I'm like, all right, well, I guess like maybe there's something with the manufacturer and these are hard to find, whatever, right? Like they they did apologize. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, it was delayed. You'll get a notification on this date. Now, if it gets delayed again, or if I can find the part online, because it hasn't shipped yet, right? So I'm fully entitled to a refund and I will pursue that avenue. But I'm not going to be like, you guys are fucking stupid, blah, blah, blah. It's just going to be to lay down the facts, right? Like, yeah. hey, I ordered it this part. You delayed it by, by three weeks. I need the part because I need hot water right imagine if, if i was ordering this part because it's through like a manufacturer like for a client of mine that i was going to go do a sink install and i had right. to tell my client hey sorry it's going to be another six weeks or something right they're going to be pissed so same thing we're like i can't i can't do anything about what happened leading up to it but i can change how i react to it moving forward and i, th- I think that was a good sorry continue no go ahead good no, i think that was a good point that you made about sticking to the facts you know, in a lot of times when there's a situation like this where you can start getting heated up, um, you start letting your emotions and your what ifs take the driver's seat instead of letting the facts take the driver's seat. Um, and, and you start sort of going down this rabbit hole of like continuously getting more and more mad um, or more and more heated instead of like focusing on the facts and realizing that, hey, you know, maybe it's not this person or maybe it's not, you know, maybe there wasn't anything that we can do. Now, if it actually was this person, if someone was, you know, if I was at a bar and someone was being rude and asshole to me or my wife or one of our friends and, you know, I was getting heated up and they were like just being an ass. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't keep my cool in that instance. Like I, w- I would totally get up and, you know, take them aside and have a very friendly conversation with them with my fists but um right i mean most people lose their cool because the situation is stressful right Right, and because it can create anxiety and stuff and like for you even though you full well know you should not punch this guy that's what you want to do in the moment because and and once you hit critical mass 
there's no coming back, right? Your right. emotional brain is taken over. And it's the same thing with like anxiety and panic attacks, right? Once you get to the point where you're in the middle of a panic attack and your brain is flipping out, you're just there and you have to deal yeah, with yeah. it, totally you know? Agree. So it's kind of like putting in strategies to not do it, right? And in that situation, like if you're talking about like a guy at a bar and they're mouthing off, you can move to the other side of the bar, right? If they follow you to the other side because they're just trying to annoy you, you can tell the bartender, hey, this guy's following me. Can you please put him on the other side of the bar? Whatever, right? There's there's things to do before you you take that ultimate step. And I mean... I don't, I don't know if I would go that far. I mean, depending on what they're doing, right? If they're being rude and belligerent to someone I know and I've asked them to like step away, um, that's one thing. I mean, if they're just being loud and rowdy, uh, whatever, that's they're they're being loud right loudy. it's it's like yeah, depending it's, on their it's something intent more personal exactly if it's something more personal and i've asked them to step away and they haven't listened like uh yeah i'm uh, i'm definitely pulling them aside to have a to have a conversation with them it becomes very different right like if i'm just being loud and you say hey man can you be quiet i'm trying to enjoy my meal ah whatever dude fuck off and i keep being loud and like, hey really can you like keep it down like we're just trying to have you know we're, it's a shared space right something like that it's it's like one instance but if i'm like directly talking to you and not backing down then yeah it starts to they're escalating it and they're also not backing down and at a certain point yeah. in a pissing contest somebody's gonna fucking swing first and like that's yep. that's unfortunately how it is but um you know it happens a lot because like it's happened to me recently where i was on the call with like a customer and they just started yelling oh wow and they're like you're not you're not listening to me and you're not doing this and then i repeated back what they said and they're like that's not what i said you're not you're not understanding what i'm saying i want to do it this way and i was like but didn't you just say you needed to do a before b so then b equals c and they're like what kind yeah and i was like right that's exactly what i repeated back to you how is that any different right and i just kept going back to the facts and ultimately it was like i'm trying to find your resolution like we're working on this problem together right and it, it was almost to the point where i was like look if if you continue to speak this way to me, I'm just going to end the call. Like you're not being professional at the moment. Right. And the way you're arguing and getting heated is, is not conducive to a positive relationship moving forward. And in a situation like that, it's like, I'm not going to help you now because you've been a dick to me for no reason. Like, I'm like, Hey, what's your problem? Can I help you? And then I explain to you, I'm like, Hey, you know, two plus two is four. And you go, no, it's not two plus two is fish. And I go, how did you get fish? And they go, well, I drew the two and the two and it makes a little fish sign. And I go, no, mathematically two plus two is four. And you go, you're not helping me. <laughs> so, you know, there's situations like that, which is funny because in, in one of those situations that I was in, um, you know, a few hours later, I did get an apology. Like, oh, sorry if we weren't being, you know, productive in the meeting, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, fine, whatever you recognize it. But like, you know, if I don't respond to your, e and I mean, I'm not going to respond to their email right away. But like, oh no, it's okay that you, that you were mad. It's like, yeah, I just won't have calls with you anymore. Like right. you will not be the point of contact for, for this specific customer moving forward because you're not going to get answers from me. Right. It's like, I don't know. It's just at a certain point, it becomes like detrimental when you, when you keep losing your cool. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you, I think we've said before, if you go through the day and you meet one asshole, then whatever you met an asshole like just keep going on about your day right but if you go through your day and every person you meet is an asshole and every person pisses you off you're probably the asshole yeah yeah definitely you know so if no, every oh. if everything's an argument it's probably you <laughs> yeah 
No, that's that's a very good point. And like we said, sticking to the facts, I think, is definitely the best way to keep your cool. Um, I think that's it for this week. So thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all oh, wait, for wait, keeping, wait. Let keeping me, your... Let me, let me do the outro. Let me do the outro. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Thanks, thanks for listening this week, everybody. We hope that you stay safe, stay healthy. We hope that you're staying cool in the climate crisis and the heat and make sure that you're effectively taking care of our planet. Um, love you, everybody at home. Uh, th- this is my shot voice, which is the same as my voice, I just realized. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's it. Uh, peace. <laughs> that was impressive. I loved it. Thank you, Thank you Matt. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to everybody on Thursday.